Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. I'm Carol Gerbay, one of the hosts of this new podcast series. And I'm Dr. Rosie Kuhn. I'm the other host of this podcast series, Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. Our intention is to support and empower you to, to thrive in your life. Carol's background in food integrity and education and mine in terms of transformational coaching, we hope to bring you a blended perspective on how to thrive. And just to let all my listeners know, I will still be hosting Food Integrity Now, interviewing great guests and experts to keep you up to date on the latest information regarding your health and wellness. We hope you really enjoy this new podcast series. Thanks for being here. Hi, Carol. How are you? Hi, Rosie. I am well. How are you? I'm good. How's your weather? (laughs) Weather? Well, I got outside and worked in the, I have uh, three different fish ponds, little little fish ponds. So I've been out playing in the water, which is one of my fave things to do. So that's a good sign that spring's coming as I can start to work on the fish pond. So that's a big deal. I'm happy. Yeah. Well, we've had beautiful weather. And then this morning I woke up to fog and drizzle. You're in Southern California. That's I'm in of... Southern California, but we, we get the ocean uh, fog. and But it's beautiful out right now and a little cooler. And it's good because this wet weather we just planted. And it's really great for the crops we planted. So Super. it's all wonderful. Yeah. And I bet our listeners didn't know they were going to get this bonus weather report <laughs> every week. Where do you Orcas. live again? I live in Orcas Island. Orcas Island. Orcas Island. Yeah. In the state of Washington. Yeah. In the state of Washington. Right. And I live in Southern Cal, um, about an hour away from San Diego. So I haven't done much traveling in a long time. And I don't I mean, it's just fun to, to hear. And I work with people all over the all over the world. So it's fun to say, hey, what's it like in Devon, you know, the UK or what's it like in. Yeah. So it's really fun because. Yeah. You just don't know. I I just really always care about the weather. So I do too. What what we do. Okay. Must be why our parents were best friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Who knows? So, So one thing I was thinking about is talking about how what we put into our body can affect our moods and our emotions. Uh, so it's just it's just a topic that maybe our listeners haven't really thought about much. I know that what you eat can affect your mood. I've experienced it. Have you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I also experienced that um, when I am hungry, I'll get cr- cranky and grumpy, Crump- crumpy. I get cranky and grumpy. So if I'm not, if I don't eat, I'm getting hungry that, and I start to get cranky, I know I need to eat something. So that's right. a really important part of my mood develop, um, mood strategy is, is um, making sure that I always eat. I'm a big eater. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. I, I don't miss too many meals, <laughs> um, but I, I'm pretty focused on, on what I put in my body but, so what do you what do you find what do you find um, creates a mood that you're not happy about having when you're eating, or that? Well, you're... number one, when I eat too much food, okay, I went to a a, a really fun event uh, in my neighborhood where I live, 
and it was a farm to table homesteaders, so to speak, the people who live on property and and grow their their own vegetables and perhaps raise their own animals. Maybe not off grid, but they're they're homesteaders. Okay. And there's a lot of people homesteading these days ever since COVID. People are wanting to be more self-sufficient. Anyway, I went to a party where they invited some of the people who live on homesteads and everybody was to bring a dish. And it would be great if you could bring something that you grew. So everybody did that. And some people, you know, raised meat. Some people raised chickens, turkeys. Other people brought things from their garden. Other people baked bread. And it was a potluck. And I will tell you, it was fabulous food. Oh, so good. All of it, so good. Talk about vitality, right? Yes. However, However, it was so good that I went back like three times for more. I just, it tasted so good, but I realized that when I was done eating, that I just, I, I'd had no energy mm-hmm. here. I'd eaten all this great food and stuff. And I realized, I thought I probably ate twice as much food as I normally do. And I just experienced, I mean, I didn't feel bloated or anything like that. I just felt sluggish and mm-hmm. low energy. Got it. And so eating too much food can make you not feel so good. How long, I, would, how long were you sluggish? And Well, probably for the rest of the night because I, I didn't eat till 6.30 or so. And then I came home and I went to bed pretty early. But it was just a reminder, I, you know, and I wasn't beating myself up. Why did I do that or anything? Right, I, right, right. I enjoyed every <laughs> bite of it. However, I it, it was a little out of balance. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. My body... Since I eat so well most of the time, if I deviate from that and eat twice as much as I normally would in one sitting, my body's gone. What did you do? It's, right. What the hell? It's yeah. telling me that that was not in balance. And yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but because I've really learned how to feel what I put in my body, and we've we've talked about learning to feel on. The, I think yeah. two two shows ago, and I'm very aware of I'm in tune with how my body feels. Yep. So do do you have an experience of eating well, I, something? Oh yeah, when I, I much the same thing. The if I eat too much, you just the energy level goes down, and I'm not I'm not present. And one of the things I learned when I was in college, which is still true today, is that. If you take, in a sense, at that time, the experience was I went to take a test, but I had eaten a lot. And when you eat a lot, your your blood and um, is focused on digestion. It's not focused on on your mind. So it was really an int- important thing that I learned then was like, if I need energy in my brain, don't eat right away because because you need your blood to go and circulate and do what it needs to do up in your brain and your whole body. So that makes sense that if we're sluggish and we don't have any energy, it's mainly probably because partly because it, all our systems are focused on, on digestion. Right, right. That's absolutely true. Yeah. That, that's interesting what you were saying about going to take a test. That reminds me of something. It's, 
it's kind of interesting. I have a friend who started a company called Empower Mind, and she teaches students really how to empower themselves to be better students and from a very different perspective. And I'll never forget some of her tips that she said, if you're going to take a test, uh, the one of the main things that is important for you is to make sure you're very hydrated. That's a good point. That yeah. having enough water helps your brain. And, yeah. you know, that's interesting. That just reminded me of that. So yeah, I think that's a really good point because, you know, I, I don't know the statistic on it, but most of us are not hydrated enough. Right. We just aren't. And so that's a really big thing that affects not only our moods, but our mental abilities is, is to drink enough water, not just coffee or tea necessarily, but hydrating ourselves with good, healthy fluids like water, because without that, our brain, I mean, just the, the circulation just can't happen and the biochemistry that's required because of water can't happen. So yeah. it's really important to, I think that's a really good point is sometimes if people are like, oh man, I'm not feeling great. It's like, well, have you had a glass of water lately? Oh no, I haven't. Let's get you some water and not drinking the whole thing all at once because uh, apparently that can flood your system. But, you know, taking water in, just being mindful of it, I think that's a really yeah. good- uh, uh, Sipping, thing. sipping water. A lot of people, when they're really thirsty, they just, they'll drink down 12 ounces of water. That's not the way to hydrate. No. Uh, especially <laughs> if you're, let's say you're out in the, the heat. Well, when you're just out in the sun and you're feeling dehydrated, it's, it's not a good thing. And it's important to rehydrate yourself, but you have to do it in sips, you know, just sip a little at a time, you know, that drinking a whole the glug, glass glug, of water glug. that, that, that'll go right through you and it doesn't yep. hydrate your organs and, and things yep, yep. like that. So if there's enough um, water in a sense, it's so, sometimes it's so refreshing just to glug, glug, glug and that, and then sip after that, because you might just want it, the refreshing delight of just glug, glug, glugging. That's my word for it. Yeah. And, and then, you know, really sip so that you're getting your system rehydrated, the whole system. But yeah. um, just like overeating, it's just kind of nice sometimes when it's a good glass of water just to go, oh my God, it's so refreshing. Right. And what you eat is, of course, very important. I would feel totally different if I ate some known toxic food, like um, something I knew that was heavily sprayed with chemicals and pesticides and herbicides. I've had that experience because I've eaten out and I can tell pretty quickly how, how my digestion is working or not working. Um, I've had, I've eaten certain foods and I know this is a little graphic, but everybody's experienced it where they've eaten something and it goes right through them. Yep. Your, your body is saying, nope, this is not what you need to put in your body. Also, something people may not think about is it, it, you don't always have like an immediate reaction from eating toxic food. You know, they're cumulative. Yep. So if you find yourself Let's just say you're you're having just one of your normal days and, and going along doing whatever it is you do. And then all of a sudden you find yourself feeling maybe really tired or or maybe depressed or, or feeling somewhat moody. 
you may want to take a look at, I mean, if it came out of nowhere, I'm not talking about the, a, a circumstance that happened that you got angry about, but where you're feeling good and all, all of a sudden you don't feel good. Yep. You want to take a look at, have I eaten something? And I've done that a few times and I've been able to kind of pinpoint, okay, that, that didn't work for me. Yeah. And um, I, I, I don't digest dairy. That's a good example. And in terms of how that affects your mood when you're, if you. Well, it does affect my mood because I feel I, I almost, when I do dairy, I almost feel like I have a cold. Okay. So, so it affects my sinuses. So I feel sluggish. I feel, I don't feel good. What I like what you're saying though, is sometimes, um, you know, what, what, what we're eating may affect how we're feeling physically, which then Im impacts on how we're mood, our, our mood. It's like, I, you know, it kind of, sometimes I'll feel depressed in a sense when my body isn't feeling great. I'll go into more, I call it malaise. You know, it's just kind of a lazy, quiet, don't want to do anything. Maybe just want to take a nap kind of mm -hmm. uh, mood, not just the physical thing of it, but it's just like, or I might feel sad or just bad, just not good. Um, when I've eaten something, um, alcohol will do things to me that I have to pay attention to as in terms of a mood changer. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll drink. I don't drink very much at all anymore, but when I do, especially like a tequila, like a margarita or something, I love those, but I'll get kind of crazy, crazy, like, um, talking too much and animated, but animated in a way that's not conscious. So, right. um, like I have to be careful about those kinds of things because I love it. And it's one of those dilemmas. You always hear me talk about dilemmas. It's something I love having a margarita when I do, but it's like, wait, I might get a little mouthy or something. And I don't want to do that. Right. Now I got to choose between my drink, if you will, or my mood because I'm around people that I care about. Right. And I think, you know, everybody listening probably have, has an experience of being around somebody that has had maybe one too many cocktails or, or something that hasn't agreed with them alcohol wise. And especially if you're not partaking in the libation and you're just there, I notice how people change quite often. When yeah. and it's not just they're feeling relaxed or more laid back, but I've noticed I've noticed personality changes in people yeah. where you know some people drink and anger comes out. Yeah. Uh, some people talk too much. Yeah. I don't do any of those things. I'm the perfect drinker. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's now, drink I, to I, that. <laughs> no, I I so I'm aware of what I can drink and what I can't drink. Yeah. And the quality, because I do drink some wine, but if I drink a a cheaper wine, especially, uh, which doesn't happen very often when I say cheaper, it's not organic or it's not biodynamic. I can drink one glass and not feel so good. Yeah. I, and I think that is because there's so many chemicals in wine. Whereas if I drink a glass of organic wine, I feel absolutely fine. Yeah. So it's just paying attention and noticing. And we're, 
you know, this show is about thriving, right? That's right. So thriving, you know, in order to thrive, it's really important to be in balance and to know your body, to know what you're putting in your body, know how it makes you feel. Is it a positive thing for you or is it a negative thing for you? Yeah. And, and some of that might have to do with our culture in terms of how we were brought up, what our moms and dads cooked, or how a family meal looked or how a family feel, uh, a family uh, meal felt, you know, what was the mood? Because sometimes eating is associated with um, good memories and past uh, bad memories. So somebody might have uh, fried chicken, for instance, that was a favorite in our family. And it was like, oh, happy, 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 where something else might be, oh, no, because when we have that, you know, dad gets upset or mom, whatever those things are that that are affecting the mood, which hasn't anything to do with the food, which is kind of something we have to think about, too, in a sense, or we might like the food, but the people that we're sitting with are kind of creating a mood for us, like what you're saying in terms of potentially like a drinker or someone that is just we're not comfortable around, or we might have sensitive sensations or sensitivities to, to the way that they are their own personalities. So sometimes the food is part of it, but sometimes it's the, 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 the environment or the people or those kinds of elements. Or the attachment to the memory of that food. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were saying, it's funny when you mentioned a fried chicken, because we, we didn't have fried chicken very often, but we did, we did have barbecued chicken on the grill. And to this day, barbecued chicken on the grill is still one of my all-time favorite foods. And I think uh, when I eat that food, I have a really nice memory. And this was more when we moved to Ohio. So this is after okay. we, we left Michigan when I was 16 and or 15. And we had a garden and we, you know, we'd have these juicy beefsteak tomatoes that we oh, grew boy. and green oh, beans boy. and my dad my dad was quite a gardener and so there's a really wonderful memory of of having that meal mm -hmm. and i'm sure that uh you know a lot of our listeners can relate to that in either a positive way or or maybe a not so positive way so yep. that's important to think about too and i i would suggest if you're eating a certain food and it's attached to a negative memory to me it wouldn't be don't eat that food transmute that memory or, or it's you know. it's uh, you know again you'll hear me say this over and over it's like it just depends on what you want if it's a very healthy food and it's something yeah. that you want to keep in your diet yes you got to deal with the memory and the loss or whatever that brings up in you that you haven't let go of you haven't forgiven you haven't whatever that is, like transmute it, as you said, or transcend it. It's like, what is it you want? And what, what would make that food important enough that you'd want to do that personal work? Any place where we've got negativity, we're, we're holding on to no matter what, those are places that we can grow ourselves and come into a, a, a greater degree of thriving by going, yeah, I don't want to, every time I'm sitting next to that person, I don't want to be feeling this, right? So I got to deal with me that person or that food, I got to be looking at what's going on for me that I have this response or this reaction. Right. So it's really about what's the degree to which I want to thrive in my life. So I'm willing to do what, what it takes to make that happen, whether it's 
changing the diet, like having less and less margaritas or whatever it is, and um, being willing to really uh, focus on what makes what what brings about that thriving and that delight in my food. Here's a really great example too. Uh, eating healthy organic foods has been something I've had to really work hard at because I grew up with, you know, meat and potatoes basically. And so moving in for me to go more in the alignment of uh, healthier foods, my body is uh, resists that. And I get frustrated and I get upset because I'm not eating the meat and potatoes. Okay. So my mood for um, that, I am so used to eat, having meat and potato uh, foundations for dinner. And if I'm not giving myself that, there's a part of me that has a little bit of a tantrum. And it's really interesting to watch that because to learn to get to a point where meat and potatoes is my comfort food, and you've said this too, to the place where certain um, vegetarian meals are actually becoming more and more delightful and comforting to my to my soul. That's a big deal is, to, is where it's, for instance, hot dogs, it's one of my favorite foods. I'm never going to give up hot dogs, but how I tra- transition to a hot dog I know I look, if you could see Carol's face, he's no, rolling. I, I'm going to tell you why in a minute. It's not what you think. Go ahead. Go ahead. But transitioning so that the things that are still um, yummy in my heart, not just my tummy, yummy in my heart, that I still can, can, can enjoy those because it, it's delightful for me. But also the more that I'm focusing on thriving, the greater degree I'm willing to test recipes or have things in my diet. So for instance, making yogurt and uh, I make my own kombucha now, which is like pretty cool. And I'm making a grain-free granola. And it's like, how could you have granola without grains? It's like, yeah, it's easy. You know, you just don't have the, basically the, but where I thought that would be really, you know, depressing because I'm missing out and depriving myself. That's the biggest thing we, we think about. I don't want to deprive myself. I'm actually getting more and more delight out of my granola the way that it is without the grains. So those kinds of changes, I think are really important to say, if I try this and I I do this more and more, if I try this and I like it, it makes me happy. It makes me, you know, jump up and down and go, yeah, I want, I want more of that. And that makes me want to make it more. Like I make a tabbouleh with, instead of uh, grains, I make it with cauliflower. And it was like, how could you do that? It would be such a, a sin, if you will, but it's so Yummy, right? I mean, yeah. and I, just wanted- I, I do the, just what you're talking about. I do all the time. So I want I want to talk about a few things you said. Okay. Okay. First of all, what makes you think that meat and potatoes aren't healthy? Well, because, that's because they are. If you're, I mean, if <laughs> if you're if your body works well with meat, and I think a lot of us do work well with meat. I eat meat. I eat grass fed and finished meat. Yep. I eat potatoes. I tend to eat more sweet potatoes than I do white potatoes. Okay. But once in a while, I'll eat, you know, Yukon Golds or something. Those, they're they're always organic, but those are not unhealthy foods. Number one. Okay, wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> I'm totally on board with that, but sometimes that's not what I was doing. So Okay, just, okay. Just, I, I got that, but I just okay. wanted, okay. I didn't want our listeners to think, oh my God, I can't eat meat and potatoes no, because you no. can't. It's, it's like an addiction, if you will. The focus on comfort food being that okay. potatoes, 
it doesn't matter if it's organic. Does it just give me the meat and potatoes kind of thing, like the addiction kind of thing. So, so okay. I'm totally okay. going where you are. Go ahead. So my look on, on my face that you saw when you mentioned hot dog, it wasn't a, a look of, oh my God, I cannot Disgust. believe it's hot dog. <laughs> I just had this conversation with my mother. My mother's favorite food is hot dogs. Isn't give that her, funny? Give her a big kiss. And it. it was my dad's favorite food too. Okay. So. That, you know, yeah, yeah, our, yeah. our parents were friends. So there you have it. You know, yep. maybe that was the culture of the time. It was big hot dog time. Anyway, you can eat a healthier version of a hot dog too. You can buy yep. organic hot dogs without yep. nitrates and all that stuff. Yep. So Uncured, yep. that's what that's, there's a myth. A lot of times people go, oh, God, you eat healthy. I can't imagine what you eat. I eat everything. I create the healthiest version of everything. So if I want a hot dog, which I've never really loved hot dogs, and quite frankly, I don't know that I've ever, I haven't had a hot dog in 20 years, but if I did want one, I would just buy the healthy version of it yep. and and eat it. But that look on my face was like, that is so interesting. I was just talking with my mother about <laughs> how much she loves hot dogs. And she said, I know they're not good for me. And <laughs> so everything you can, there's, we live in such a wonderful time now, because if you love something, you can find it for yourself in a way that's healthier. And maybe it's a little more expensive or maybe whatever. But if you want it, you can have it, truly. Yeah. And so I, I grew up eating another another favorite, family favorite. I don't know if, if you had these in your house, but Southern Donuts. <gasps> which in essence are beignets. That's we right. didn't call them that then, but my mother made delicious beignets. And she would stand in that kitchen for hours because you know, there were seven kids and shaking the powdered sugar in the bag on them. And as soon as she'd get them out, she'd have to cook it. So I even as a Christmas gift uh, one year, my my sister-in-law made us cutting boards with the beignet Southern Donut. My mom's um, in my mom's writing on the board. Wow. My goal, and I'll have to report back to you on this. My goal is to figure out a healthy version of Southern Donuts. I don't, I, know what, I don't know if I'm going to be able to accomplish this, but I want to try it. <laughs> for those of you who, who haven't listened to the first few shows, uh, Carol and I grew up basically within uh, half a mile of each other for a while. And our parents were best friends. And we both grew up in large families and similar, very, very similar backgrounds kind of thing. So yeah. Ben Beignets or Southern Donuts were so such a big deal in our house. So when you're saying that, it's like... I can't wait to, to find because I haven't had any for like 20 years because it feels like, but the, I, I think the last time I had one, I was in New Orleans and I was having cafe au lait and beignets and I'm that going. to me I'm going. is just, you know, and I'm not saying that if I didn't, if I went to New Orleans, I'd probably go there. I'd do it. So I'm not such a purist that I never, never, never. But most of the time, I eat a very healthy diet, and I, I am, and I want our listeners to really hear this. You can't get so rigid that you make your food more powerful than you. That's well, you right. can get, you can do that, but I guarantee you, it's not beneficial. Well, you're not going to be thriving. You're still you're not going to be thriving. You're going to be rigid. Yeah, and 
you know, some of us have to, some people have to really have a rigid diet and yeah. they, uh, they come to appreciate that they can eat, right. You know, right. They have, um, they enjoy what they can eat because if they eat outside their limits, they could get really sick. Yeah, but we, gotcha. that's a, that's a change in attitude to go, Oh my God, I am so grateful that I can eat raisins, you know, just yeah. I can, whatever it is. It's like, I'm so grateful that I can eat this. So it's, um, and that's the, that's the, the, the lean towards thriving versus surviving. It's like, right. What's more important, our mood. And sometimes like we're talking about, you know, <laughs> I have a mood change talking about hot dogs, you know, it's, a, and know. it's like, Oh boy, I can't wait. Uh, so, but it's really a matter of how we're perceiving and, and um, what we're, where we're putting our emphasis and we're in you and I, our, our intention with these podcasts are to, to bring thriving and how can you do that in a way that's delights your heart and your soul and your body all at the same time, which yeah. we do. I have no doubt. And to talk about some of the things that get in the way of thriving, because yeah. uh, that's important. And I've, I'm at a point in time in my life where I feel like I'm, I'm thriving most of the time. And it uh, hasn't always been this way. Yeah. But it is, it, it's achievable. Absolutely. It really you know, is. It's, it's, I, I was thinking about chocolate. You know, I love chocolate. I love, me too. I love me those too. things. And as soon as I eat them, I feel bad. My, my, uh, my head, you know, I go brain foggy and it just, I don't feel good. I could go, oh, I would love that. I don't feel like I'm depriving myself because you know, you're, we're depriving ourselves of that substance or we're depriving ourselves of the fulfillment or th the thriving feeling that we're wanting. And I'm choosing the thriving and the happy and the good feelings. I, I know what chocolate smells like. I know what it'll taste like. I'm good, you know, with that. Um, there's sometimes I'll have it and I love it, but I don't like the mood shift that happens. And so mm -hmm. I'm willing for the sake of my well-being. And I like this happy place. I'll call it a happy place we're thriving. I like that better because the, the instant gratification of a cookie or a chocolate that doesn't last very long, but this thriving thing lasts longer and longer and longer. That's a really good point. Now, now back to chocolate for a minute, back to chocolate, <laughs> back to chocolate because I want I, the recipe. <laughs> I do eat chocolate, but I buy high quality organic chocolate and usually it either has coconut sugar in it or honey. My new favorite is something called Honey Mama. I highly recommend it if you can find it in your area. It needs to be refrigerated because it doesn't have any preservatives or anything in it, it. But it I'll is delicious. That. And I feel totally different. Who, who chocolate was my previous favorite? H-U. Okay. However, oh, it's no. tested very positive for lead. Oh. recently. So I'm, I'm off of who, but I, I mean, I don't eat like Hershey's chocolate or any of that kind of processed chocolate with GMO sugar yep. in it and things like that. So again, I'm always going to the best version of the food that I love. And I'm just wondering, Rosie, if you had a really, really good chocolate with uh, coconut sugar or honey or monk fruit, if you, if you'd have that brain fog. So you're going to have I'm, to report back. I'm willing to try it. <laughs> it's a tough job, but you're going to do it, right? <laughs> I think it's a, as much about the sugar than it is yeah. about the chocolate. So yeah, it's hard yeah. Because, because dark chocolate is loaded with antioxidants. If you, yeah. if it's a high, 
I try to get it 70% or above. Yeah, me too. I've had the 90% one and no, it's just like, what's the point? Eh, what's the point? I mean, I know it's good for me, but I'm, I'm eating my chocolate because I really enjoy that taste. That's and great. when it gets to 90, it's, it's bitter. So it's gone, um, it's gone, gone over the edge. Yeah. Well, this was really fun talking about this stuff because it's, I think most people can relate to what we're saying and how we, how we kind of negotiate with ourselves. Yeah. As far right. as, as, is this going to assist me to thrive or is this going to put me in survival mode temporarily yep. or yeah. Um, or is my mood, do I want to, do I want to sacrifice how good I feel? Yeah. And my answer is most of the time is yeah. no, yeah. I, it's worth it. Yeah. I love thriving. Yeah. One of the books that I've written and you know, this is called diet, like a guru. Right. And one of the things that I, I realized while I was doing it, it, it's a podcast as well. Um, but one of the things I realized was the biggest thing we're doing it, uh, the, when we talk about diet, like the D in diet stands for deprivation, because we're always trying to not deprive ourselves. And food is a, is a great place where we empower ourselves. It's a very empowering thing to say, I'm, I won't deprive myself. Okay. It's really empowering. Does that make sense? It, it is. I, I haven't finished the thought yet, but. Okay. But, finish, finish the thought. Okay. So if I decide I'm going to eat. I'm going to go get some beignets and I'm going to eat some donuts with regular powdered sugar and all that. Um, I'm doing it because I don't want to deprive myself of that special experience. Okay. But what if I go, wait a second, if I'm going to do that and empower myself to have a positive uh, experience that I'm, I have to go, wait a second. If I do that, I know what it's going to feel like in my body. And I know what it's going to feel like most likely in this moment with my brain and my, my emotions, all the chemical biochemicals. But I will be depriving myself potentially of this this place of thriving, which I know I have in this moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. we're always, I can deprive myself of the substance that I would like to eat, or I can de deprive myself of this level of delight and levity and upliftingness. I, I'm a choice of which I'm going to choose to deprive myself of. Right. Then what comes to mind too is what I do ask myself is, am I, am I wanting this? Why am I wanting this? And is there something, especially if it's got a lot of sugar in it, is there something I don't want to feel? Is there, is, Oh, that's a know, good one. Too. So, so if I'm, if I'm <laughs> wanting to numb my feelings, great way to do that is to eat some crappy food. That's Right. It's altering our mood. Yeah. 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 So, so those are all things just to think about. And yeah. I, I never want people to think that, that they should go around just analyzing everything they do every step of the way. I'm not talking about that. I'm just, if you want to have a, a life where you thrive, there are certain choices that you want to make and certain choices you don't want to make. Yeah. So finding what works for you is the key because That's what works for me or what works for Rosie may not be what works for you, but it, it requires you to be very honest. 
and patient. Honest and patient. And you, because you, you can fool yourself for a while, but eventually it'll catch up. Oh, I can eat anything and I feel great all the time. And da da da. I hear people say that. And a year later, they're very sick or, you know, they've got diabetes or something. But it can be an excuse also. Absolutely. But, and that's not thriving. That is not thriving. That yep. is, that is lying to yourself. And yep. in, in my opinion, it's punishing yourself. Yep. And I, I know that your spiritual practices and mine in terms of spiritual principles, they're always the saying the same, which is if you're going to choose to eat something, enjoy it, like no guilt, because right. w- putting the guilt in, we've talked about this, you put the guilt in and now you're dealing with guilt as part of your mood element and you're not really thoroughly enjoying the experience that you're wanting to have unless you enjoy guilt and then go ahead and do that. But the truth is, is if you're going to have something, just go, I'm having this. I'm not, I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I'm just going to have it and enjoy it. And that's part of thriving. That's why we're talking about beignets and hot dogs and things. It's like there are elements of life. That's like, I'm going to just enjoy this because I am, that's it. Right. So it's uh, right. rather than making an excuse or justification, I can have this because I didn't have anything else today. It's like, don't make excuses for what your choices are. Just enjoy the choice you're making. Yeah. And, and trust yourself. Trust yourself. And if you make a decision to eat something that's not good for you, you got another opportunity another time. Like, don't beat yourself up for it. Just yeah. don't. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy it. And if you if it, if you don't feel good, you go, wow, I, I could learn from that. And or not, I all the time I will go down the slippery slope of having something sweet, and then it leads to something else sweet, and then it it, it leads to 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 wheat and sugar and sandwiches, and and I I have to draw myself out again, climbing out of that. I just yeah. do, yeah. and I'm not perfect, and I will never be because because I enjoy life. I'm I'm learning to enjoy life more and more and more. Right. I will say one thing, what you were saying about have some sweets and then you want more sweet sugar, as we know, is highly addictive. And you can get to the point where you you don't crave sugar. Number one, that doesn't mean you're never going to have it again. You may have it again. But but the addiction part has you've healed that. So you can have you can go to a party and and you know, unless you have celiac or something where you really can't eat that food and, and just enjoy the celebration, have a piece of wedding cake or whatever the celebration may may be. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be going, oh, no, I've got the addiction back and now I have to eat this and now I have to because more than That's likely right. you've healed that addiction and doing it one time is not going to trigger that right. addiction for most right. people saying in terms of an addiction in a sense like if i eat bread or wheat wheat is is a big addiction for me truly and i know it is for carbohydrates a carbohydrate addiction basically but, yeah. the, but that it is an addiction for me and so if i eat some of it i can i can sustain it or manage it but i know if i eat more than uh whatever that is it's like uh in alcoholism you know one drink isn't enough and a thousand isn't is too many is never too many. And I just have to be conscious of that. Right. Because I will end up having sandwiches and and sweets every day when I do that. Yeah. So I have to be conscious so that I, I, you know, either cut it out as, you know, completely, which I'll never do, or just be conscious of if I do this today, 
you know, I can kind of, I can manage it. And it's just important to figure out how to stay in balance. And if you're, if you're in balance, more than likely you're going to be thriving. That's right. And it's, Even it's just be in balance. You're going to be thriving. Isn't that yeah, great? Don't yeah. have to be over the top. Just be in balance and you'll be um, thriving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a choice anyway. Well, thank you, Rosie. This was a good conversation today and I hope our listeners enjoyed it. Yep. And I have comments forward. below if you. If yeah, you. We, we love comments. So just, you know, <laughs> thumbs up or, or thank you, or I want you to talk about this or I didn't like this, you know, whatever it is. Yep. We would love to hear from you. And you can email me at carol at foodintegritynow.org or you can contact Rosie at rosie at theparadigmshifts.com. And that's her website, The Paradigm Shifts. You'll find all her books on there. And I'm at foodintegritynow.org. So we'll be back next week. Not sure what that's <laughs> going to be, but we'll figure it out. We'll be there. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye, you guys. Bye, Carol. Bye.